New Year, Inside Edge. Welcome to the Inside Edge, guys. I am Michael Ray Newman. Happy New Year. It is the new year, right? I've said that a few times. That's been my whole motto. Every time I talk to somebody this whole week, uh, the first of this year is 2019, I say, Happy New Year when I answer the phone because it is a new year. And I love the new year because the new year is filled with hope. Everybody has their resolutions, right? I have no resolutions. I have goals. We set goals. We don't uh, set the resolutions because my resolutions last about 48 hours and then I get bored with them. I don't have any direction with them. But what's exciting is we have our goals. You can set down. We can define the gap and that's what we're going to be doing a lot on this program. Thank you for watching, guys. If you're watching from YouTube, the social media platforms, or if you're listening to us on a podcast, and I hope you are, and I hope you're working out or really filling your mind mentally or spiritually or physically or in your career, developing your finances, all those things we need to do this year to redefine the gap. It's filled with hope, and hope is a catalyst for all change. We all know that, right? The monster millennial, Kevin E., welcome man, in. That was a solid new, uh, solid intro, man. <laughs> well, thank you, man. It's been, well, I hadn't done fire. it in three yeah, it's months. Been a little while, so. I, mean, I got a lot to say, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Happy New Year, and I don't make any uh, resolutions either, just so you know. Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, re- res- no resolutions. No. Somebody said that my New Year's my birthdays when they do their resolutions, so... I think resolutions are overrated, but I love goal setting. And at the end of this year, we were just starting. At the end of last year, we sat down with as a family. And my youngest is uh, 12 years old. And Presley, or Lily, is her name. Presley's my oldest. But Lily goes. We started talking about your. Okay, let's pull your what you wrote down at the first of the year. Let's pull it out. And we used the process, the life process, the business process that we use to build procedures, the sales process we use to sell, understand, and relate people is trust. Right? Remember that. We talk about it a lot on this podcast. We talk about it a lot everywhere I go is the life process. It works with my little 12-year-old. It works with the, in the executive boardroom. It works when negotiating. And it is trust. Think, plan, and prepare. And she pulled her list out. And she had things on there like uh, get along better with her teacher, <laughs> you know, smile more. <laughs> That's solid. Have, yeah, Good goal. You know, yep. have gratitude every day. It's funny that those little things that she puts her list, her goals, uh, her list, her goals. When January of 2018, a little bit over a year ago, almost a year ago, she found out that she gets to try out for cheerleader for the first year for school. And there's an All-American chosen. So what she did was she was, I'm going to be All-American. All right. What does it take to be All-American? She said, well, I'm going to have to work out and eat right. And I've got to, you said, you got to prepare like a champion, right? And we have this mindset of a champion that we've, Edwin Britton, Edge Global Inc. delivers corporate and corporates all, all across America this year. We've delivered it, I mean, between he and I a couple of hundred times. And it's just, it's the, it's the premise. And the whole thing is about preparing like a champion. Because when you chase championships, like if we're chasing to be number one in a goal in a period of sales, or if you're chasing the playoffs right now, the, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys in the playoff run, they're trying to chase that championship. If they're just trying to win the championships, championships, win or lose, it's final. It's over. But if you prepare yourself mentally, physically, and in everything you do to be a champion, to play like a champion, and you're always on that level, then when things come to you that are unexpected, you have things that beat you up, then you prepare yourself and you have the mindset of a champion. The, the byproduct is the championships. All the stuff you win, all the stuff that we get is money and money and, and things that we get. It's just a it's just something that we get, accumulate, because of the way we live. So she came to me at, uh, almost a year ago and said, I want to be an All-American. And I was like, oh boy, well, this is pretty... She, first of all, she's the youngest one if she was to make the squad, and she did make it. 
And then she started training. I said, okay, let's think, plan, and prepare. What needs to happen for you to be an All-American? Well, my back handspring's got to be better. I got to get my back, I got to get my tuck. And also, I've got to be able to learn the dance. And more importantly than that, I've got to cut out sugar so I can make sure I'm eating right to be prepared so I can do all the exercise I need to do. She has, we had like eight things, think, plan, and prepare. Then that's we a started, lot of, that's a, I know it, bitch. Hey, she's 12. Preparation, man. <laughs> Kevin's like, man, that's a lot. That's a lot. What Come are you making man. these kids do? <laughs> what was cool about it is she's, she's telling me. I asked her this easy question. What do you want to accomplish? I want to be an All-American. What does it take to do that? All right, let's talk about it. We add, and she went down this whole list, and we cut things back and added things and wound up to about eight key things that she needed to do to prepare herself and have the mindset of a champion so every day when it got tough, she'd be able to do it. Well, she wound up making a squad. Twenty girls were on the squad. They were coming in. They were going to take, they were going to take three. And the last, this was great, the last two weeks, she really kind of fell off her training regiment. Two weeks before the, the big camp and the All-Americans are coming in, the college cheerleaders so to evaluate. Two weeks before. Well, guess what? As a parent, I wanted to say, hey, you got to do your workouts. And her mama was like, Lily, are you here doing your? Th- are you doing what you need to do? Lily, are you here? Lily, are you? And I brought her in that first day and I said, don't say another word to her. Don't say anything to her about All-American the rest of the week. She spent another day. She actually did some stuff. That weekend, she did some stuff. But the rest of those last five days, she was eating candy, swimming all day. She missed a, um, a workout because she was going to a different cheer kind of a deal. So I said, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to make her do her workouts. She had her goals. She laid it out. Now, when she loses, this is a perfect opportunity to, to say what happened. <laughs> I mean, skinny. <laughs> see, it's hard, right? Because when the kids, like my dad used to say, boy, don't climb. He'd catch me climbing a tree. He would say, son, don't climb that tree. It's going to hurt. He'd walk up, pull me out of the tree. If you fall out of the tree, boy, it's going to hurt. And then guess what I would do? 20 minutes later? Fall out of the tree? <laughs> before I fell out, though, guess what I was doing? I was climbing the tree again. And instead of him doing those helicopter parents, like we won't even let our kids fall down these days. We won't let them, you know, upset their status quo. We won't let them skin their knee. We always, like, go talk to the teacher for them. We do their homework for them. You know, my neighbor, the kid came home the other day and failed his paper. She was fired up and just flat out pissed off. I was like, what are you doing? She goes, I got an A. I mean, he got a B on that paper, and I wrote that paper myself, and it should have been an A. <laughs> so we, as parents, when kids run into tough times, <laughs> we mow the path and level everything out so they can be successful. We set her up. She set herself up in January. In July, she fell off at the end, and I was so excited for her. Not, I wasn't excited. Her mom said I was excited. I was not excited for her to fail. <laughs> but you're like, ooh, this is going to be a good it's life lesson. Be, it's yeah. going to be great. I'm going to set her down and say, now, what did you accomplish? And what did we do not to accomplish what you need to do? So you got to finish, right? you got to finish strong. That was my whole deal. Well, she came home, or she texted me that night. My wife did, and she goes, you're not going to believe this. Only three girls were picked, and the youngest one made it. And the two oldest ones made it. I said, well, who's the youngest one? Lily, my daughter. So she <laughs> made it anyway. So she's, you know, my coach says one time, Michael, to play quarterback, you got to be confident, not cocky. <laughs> and I'm sure he wasn't telling me that because I was being confident. <laughs> and I think Lily might be a little confident right now. So I'm looking for a way to uh, knock her down a little bit. I think bit. she'd be taking down a peg. Yeah, maybe they take her down accomplishment, but. But I really, and people ask me this, and Alan Waco, a good friend of mine, said, uh, what happens if she doesn't make it? And she put all that work into it. I said, that's, that's better. Because what's going to happen after that? She's going to be better for it. And when she gets away from that and walks away, and the pain, the pain is a casual glance. The pain, when you screw something up, you look at it and go, oh, man, that hurt. I don't want to talk about it. But when you really take an in-depth look and turn around and find out, why did this not work out for me? What could I have done to make this come out to the way I wanted it to come out? Then it's a teachable and coachable moment. That's exactly what we would have done there. And there's other things that we've done and she's done. And I hold her to a pretty high, you know, 
account. I want her to be the best she can be, right? That's all we want for all of our kids. But it's so easy to do the short-term easy stuff for them so they won't hurt, but that really hurts them long-term. And I told her, I told her this week, I said, I'm not raising you to be a good kid. I'm raising you to be a good adult. So it's really easy, and that's what's for that whole long little story there. That's my story time for the day. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was a good one. But that it's a true story, man. I talk about my real life, and I, and I, and there's no doubt, without a doubt, right now we are putting goals in place. That we're what I call my goal setting program is defining the gap. Now, if you think about a whiteboard, if you're looking at a big whiteboard, I'm not talking about a small one. I'm talking about a wall, a complete wall, like this wall painted white. That's white eraser board, and you've got the little bitty bottom of that whiteboard, that wall. You've got a little stick figure of you. At the top of that is what if. And that's like, I know it's not possible, but what if your life could be like this? What if you could achieve mentally, physically, spiritually what you wanted? What if your career would be, what would it look like for your career to be perfect, right? How do you eat an elephant? You got so many things going on, you don't get anything done sometimes. Yep. And we had that conversation today. So what would it look like? What if? I know it's not possible, I know, but what if? Because I've got, and then what we do is that white space, that white space is the gap. And that gap is what we have to define. So we have to define the white space. And today, since it is the new year, and we do have seven areas of growth in our life, which are mentally, physically, spiritually, personally, your career, your finances, and your family. Those are the things we focus on. And when we focus on those things, and Mr. Ziegler brought it to my attention. I'm not sure where he got it from, but it's, you know, you rate yourself on all these areas, one to ten, and then you find out where you need help in. It's a really cool pick-me-up. It's a good uh, checkup for the neck-up is what it is. So we're going to be focusing on different areas of those uh, for the next seven podcasts. How's that sound? Sounds good, man. Sounds good, brother. And whatever else I want to rant on and ramble around on, right? Yeah, we, we take a few tangents, a few yeah. turn, unexpected turns, hey, you know. The best podcast that we have, man, the best podcast that we have is after we turn the mics off. Uh, <laughs> we, I thought that's what you are going to say, <laughs> like, yeah, when, when nothing's being recorded. Yeah, last time we were here, we had a 30-minute podcast, and then we talked for 45 minutes, and I said, why are we ro- rolling on this? I know. <laughs> I'm just not one of those guys to record someone without them knowing, but I'm like, I should secretly record it, but then I would know, and that would throw the whole thing it off. It would probably but. work out better if you did that, though. <laughs> yeah. I need to sign a, a release form from you as we do these podcasts. That's true. You just take me at my word that I'm not, you know. So welcome to the Inside Edge. Today I have another guest and the reason I'm telling you that we're going to be talking about the physical today is because I have a very good friend of mine, number one. So I bring people on this, on the podcast of people that that have have had an impact on me and I love what they've done by living their life by design. We've had conversations over the years where this young man here has told me what he's done and what he's been through and what he's accomplished since then. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But I have here the CEO and founder of Evolution Required, Ken Garbez. Where's the clapping? Uh, do we have a, like a... <laughs> you shouldn't have pulled the curtain back, so I'm just going to mix KG, it in later. So. There he is. Michael. mix it in later. <laughs> yeah, the yeah there's no audience. curtains. Where's the studio audience? I don't know. So I've got Ken here. Ken Garbez, welcome. Welcome. Brother. We've, uh, happy uh, New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you too. So you heard my little rant there. A little uh, bit. Yep. Ken flew in today from Miami this morning. I picked you up. We went uh, back to the office and uh, back to the bat cave there, and we, we had a kind of a mini whiteboard session, but really defined. Like, you do a lot of different things, man. I mean, you, you, are, you have what's really cool. Um, Kenny's really um, transformed himself over and over in business. I mean, you've moved through this an industry a lot of different places, so now you can you could run – the industry you've come from, you kind of moved in a parallel thing going into where you are now. Right. And then about, how many years ago was it when you just said, started getting crazy about being healthy? <clears throat> yeah, actually it, it started about 15 years ago when I realized there was a problem 
It took about another 10 years to actually act on it. Well, before, yeah. <laughs> to oh, be honest, say, so. I met you in, uh, I met you in San Francisco. Yep. It's where you're living. And next thing I know, you call me, say, I'm in Vegas. Come see me. <laughs> yep. And then the next thing I know, he goes to Miami. So you're not afraid of it. That's for sure. No. no <laughs> so 15 years ago, you started noticing some stuff and you weren't, you know, I don't know. What was it? You weren't happy. You just feel like there was more to it or. Well, let's start. I uh, smoked for thirty years before I actually quit. That just so that just so, so is not you now that I know you. I mean, now I just I would never picture that. And I knew you when you smoked. Yeah, I smoked a lot. Yeah, so back a day, binge drink on the weekends with all the buddies and friends. Had all that good times. I've heard rumors of that. Yeah, a few rumors. <laughs> never together. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that, right? Right. Um. Pretty much, I I went to the doctor once. And they told me my triglycerides were like 777. They're still only supposed to be like 100. Oh. <laughs> so, I would have said, what's that? Yeah, me too. I'm like, like major or, I'd be like, high five. Yeah, I didn't know what it was either. But <laughs> like, said, it, I'd be like, high five, 700. <laughs> right. He's like, you need all these drugs and everything. I'm like, whoa, 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 I don't want no drugs. So, right. So I actually ate salmon straight for 30 days. Wow. And brought him, it got him down to normal. Really? So, so that's like when I really... Like every meal or just... I mean, periodically throughout the day or like three times a day? No, I mean, like, for, like the only thing that you ate? For dinner. Oh, man. And I had um, plain turkey sandwiches for lunch every day, pretty much. Wow. But I didn't stop smoking. That wasn't a good enough reason. So <laughs> didn't stop drinking Not either. Not on my deathbed, but so I'm just <laughs> kind of on my way. That wasn't a good enough reason either. So, <laughs> yeah. so then it went. Um, so nothing really. I, I mean, I ate better from that point on. I really didn't. I, I did get a bike from a garage sale, and I kind of rode it around. I mean, I rode it over to the lake to smoke. <laughs> so like you rode the bike physically, <laughs> so, yeah. not a motorcycle. So that was bike. yeah, that was exercise, right? So and you rode over to the lake to get your happy spot, so you could light up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm yeah, it. it was the whole river community, yeah. right? Cool. It's better. I mean, yeah, it still still counts, right? It's yeah, exercise, exercise, right? So that was that was about the extent of it, and then probably, you know, five years after that, so I started eating a little better. So about five years after that, I got a, like a real bike, a mountain bike. Then realized even though there was mountains surrounding me, there was like no mountain trails. Wow. So I eventually traded that in for a road bike. And so I casually was just riding my bike around and got into, you know, rode with some friends and up hills and, and still never quit smoking. I'd ride, there was times I could say I rode, let's see, 107 miles in San Luis Obispo, yeah. 8,000 feet climbing. And then we went straight to the store, got a pack of smokes and celebrate into the bar <laughs> celebrate celebrate even though we were one of the couple of last people to come in i don't know why yeah but um <laughs> so that why. happened uh, so that kind of thing but yeah it was uh still just kind of moved on then i moved to vegas of all places right like you mentioned that and can't be healthy that's I the could, place to yeah to try to quit drinking and smoking <laughs> i'm telling you man i'm like you go well and i asked you that then i was like man, there's no way I, every time i come here i'm excited to to get here and I'm way more excited to leave every time I go to Vegas and I was like we I had that conversation with him I said man I said how can you live here he goes well if you're not going to Vegas every day you there's outside suburbs and everything else right you assume when someone says they live in Vegas that they they walk out of their apartment and they're on the strip yeah you know, oh no <laughs> we're up in the hills beautiful we we're up yeah. in Summerlin we we're like in the foothills of the Red Rock Canyon yeah Red Rock's but, awesome but you know I worked in the automotive industry uh -huh. and we took a lot of people to dinner so there was a lot of Entertaining. Food, entertaining. Eating bad, eating late. Drinking, eating, eating late. late. Yeah. Um, there was one point I have this picture. Where I met a chef at a restaurant and 
I still look at that picture now, and I, I mean, I look this wide. I know, dude. You're not. I, I've shown that picture. You showed me that picture, and I've yeah. shown you from where you are now and what you look like. And I've even shown it to like Ryan and a couple of friends and guys that work for us. And I go, man, he looks good then. He didn't look. You didn't even look bad. Oh no, that was bad. No, 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 in your no, mind, felt, yeah, it's probably worse than you think. But yeah, so then you trans. You really did a. I mean, you've done a. I mean, when you moved to uh, Miami, I mean, is that really when you saw the? Yes, it was. It was never. It was never serious before that. I mean, I uh, again, I rode my bike. I thought I was, you know, I was doing good for myself. I did the centuries. Um, I really didn't do any weightlifting back then. Uh, occasionally, I mean, I had a bench, so I would just go work out once in a while. Just get a little pump. It's like the bar was still heavy at that point, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? But then, but it was in Vegas when I realized that my life wasn't going in the right direction. That uh, I needed to make a change, and I don't know if it was from all the people you see in Vegas. I mean, you see everybody. You know, carrying around you know big old bottles of liquor and falling over and all that fun stuff. Begging for money and begging for a lot of bums, all that. Um, so I think that was the beginning of it, where I realized, well, this is not right, you know. And I really started thinking about life and looking back at at my family, my family's history. Um, my, yeah. My uh, grandfather eventually died of diabetes. My uncle died early of diabetes. My mom died of cancer. My brother died of cancer. And I'm sitting here smoking and drinking. And at that point, I mean, I was almost 50 in Vegas. And I, so I really started thinking a little harder about it. Maybe I should make a change. And then, I, then we moved to Miami. So everybody's fit for the most part in Miami. <laughs> it's <laughs> also like, another town that's fun to drink and smoke in, though. Yeah, well, I know it's kind of a hard <laughs> But they do a fit well, while being fit. I yeah, mean, they, so. <laughs> you look good. Yeah. First they get, they get in shape, and then they go to drinking and smoking. Yeah, and that's what I, and that's kind of when I noticed the pivot. I mean, I know you'd kind of been already doing a lot of stuff, but there was at some point, I mean, you just called me excited about what it is, and you're like, man, I've just been, and you were sharing some some of the family things you were talking about, and you're like, man, I just can't have it. just can't be that way, you know? And then you broke out this one thing that really still impacts me today. You said you had this life graph. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> you forgot about that, right? No, no. Dude, no. I still, that's that's in the book. That's going to be in the calendar, right? It needs to be that's in the in calendar. That's in the day runner. Right. It's this graph, and the average human, uh, or male in, in, the, in the United States at the time was 77 years old. That's how long you're going to live. That's your life expectancy. And then he has this graph, and it has where he's born. He wrote his date on it, and then all of a sudden he's gone all the way down to the day, 365 years, all the rows, 77 rows. Bunch of little tiny boxes. Yeah, little bitty boxes. And he put the day where he is right now. And you look at that, and his, what your life expectancy is, man, you talk about... That one thing will make you change everything. When. You talk about the win list that we talk about, what's important now. That's a good way to look at things. Though. What's yeah. important now. Yep. He goes, man, I've been trying to make the most of every day. Like Some days I don't feel like I've done enough. I got, I'm down with my dog, and I'm like petting my dog. I'm just, I'm just really trying to be in the moment. Because we always have said life are these little moments, these stackable moments that you can remember and, and the win list of what's important yep. now, especially when you're carrying around two phones and everybody's beating you up and you're beating yourself up and there's a lot of things that you still want to accomplish. But here's the where you need to take a step back and look. And that graph is what's was really powerful to me too, man. I, and I was already considered myself life by design, all this other, you know, I'm all this life by design, win list kind of a guy. But, I mean, I'm still not doing enough. There's more I can do. But you, I think that we have to keep it in perspective, though, because I think you really don't realize, I think you do in a lot of ways, but a lot of people don't realize what they've already accomplished. When they look back and see where they were, how far they've come, it's pretty impressive. Or 
what they haven't accomplished. When you look at that graph and you realize your age, and even though I've done well, I got great family, great kids, great wife, make decent money. I, by any means, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in good shape. Retirement plan, I have all that. Absolutely. But then you look back and it's like, what else have I done? I, I've lived in that normal cycle that every human's supposed to live in, and that doesn't mean it's the perfect cycle. Mm -mm. Oh, definitely not. You, I mean, because it, you get The point is, you get trapped in those days of repetition over and over, good or bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a lot better good repetitions now. Had a lot worse ones back then, right? But next, and that's when the, the squares add up. All of a sudden, oh my God, I just turned 50. What I are, got less time than I do have more. <laughs> 77 and 50. It's not yeah, there's not many squares left, right? Yeah, the squares are starting to disappear. And then you go, did I go everywhere? Did I do everything I wanted to do? Oh, yeah. And the answer is going to be most everybody's going to say no. Mm -hmm. Whether it's by yourself or with your family or with your kids or whatever. And, you know, so those, those are the, that graph will make you think a little differently. Because we always say, let's do it next year. And I'm still, I have, still haven't even got to where anywhere I need to be. I'm mean, still, still thinking about that all the time. It's like, now this year we're going to go to Iceland. Because that would be cool. Kilimanjaro. Still haven't done we it. We haven't done it. We're we supposed haven't to, talked yeah. about it for like three months. And <laughs> yeah. We haven't done that. I get it. There's more you can do, man. But what I've seen you change since that graph's come out and what you've done, I mean, you transformed your body. I mean, you've transformed uh, and invented and created uh, revenue streams and companies. That's the evolution required, I think, is came from that time in your life, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But you just realize that I've got to evolve. I've got to change. i got to get better. There's, there's more out there that I need to do. And I think that right there is what, what I would encourage everybody to take a look at and do and just spend more time being the best you you can be. Because we do. It is, it, it's, it's exactly this. It's exactly the wandering generality as opposed to the meaningful specific, right? Because we get in those ruts. You didn't say it, but that's the word is. The you rut. Just, you yeah. go into the same thing every day. And a rut is just the grave with the ends kicked out of it, right? You keep, it's like the, the processionary caterpillar. You know, they put a, all the processionary caterpillars, they call them that because they follow each other around and around and around. Well, a guy, a French guy that did a did, did a uh, experiment, and he put the pine needles in the middle of a flower pot, and then processionary caterpillars all around it. Pine needles are relevant because all caterpillars love processionary. They love pine needles as their preferred food. Twenty-four hours, seven days a week, they did this for seven days straight, twenty-four hours a day, and they all died one at a time. Yep. Food was three inches away. We get so focused on paying the light bill. So focused on the next exactly. week's paycheck. Focus, focus on the things that, are they important? Yeah, we got to have money to live. But if they really would go follow their passion and do, pull, put together a win list, spiritually, mentally, physically, your career, personally, financially, and your family, put that kind of stuff in perspective and use a process to build a procedure. And the secret of those two things is, is the third thing, your personality, your passion, what you really care about. When you put those three things together, those three things alone, a process that you trust, and ours happens to be trust, and then the procedures, you build that with your personality in those seven areas, I promise you, it changes your life. And you don't even, and I can go to look at you and I can tell you from that time that I met you since that came, I knew you before too, that you've done that. You don't even realize what you've done. And I didn't even realize what I've done five years ago when I flipped the script and started telling people how I built all these businesses, how I've been able to make uh, impact generations of my family kind of money. Not, and that's not the most important thing I've done either. Most important thing is what I'll do, because I'm gonna when I die, you know, I'm gonna die and go to heaven. But my spirit will live on in the people that I impact.
my family, my friends, and anybody yep. else that'll listen. That's it. And I think you realize that. I mean, not know so many words. And that's the reason I have you here right now. I mean, you've made a huge impact on me, and I sincerely appreciate you. I appreciate your leadership. I appreciate you being able to stand out among, among a crowd. He was, he, Kev, we're, it, one of the industries I'm involved in is the same as his, and it is heavy, heavy um, customer relations, old school, good old boys, taking me out to dinner late, drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette, uh, encourages not a good lifestyle when it comes to sleeping <laughs> right, eating right, right? <laughs> not at all. Stress. Yeah. Oh, and God. he is like the figurehead, moved, uh, did, a, did a, a move in that industry, but in a different space, recreated himself, was the, he wasn't a sales guy, but he had all the customer relationships, right? Doing the same thing for 12 months, he didn't have a drink, drop of alcohol. Is that true? True. Yeah. I mean, that right there takes a stand, and that right there to me stands out, and that's true leadership is when you lead by example. And he is, he, and plus he was serving an industry. He went over to an industry or a company that was devastated by losing a customer. He said, let's go, pick it up. And he stepped up and he led that company when nobody else was. So I was, uh, I'm super proud of your leadership and the example and you being my friend, man, so I really appreciate you coming by today. Thank you, Michael. Now, don't call me Mike, number one. I said Michael. Oh, okay. He did. <laughs> I'll never call you Mike. Who's Mike? I'm just kidding. You can edit that out later. I'm just busting your balls. Well, definitely edit that out later. But uh, what I want you to really talk about for a minute, talk about for a minute Evolution Required, what it's about, what it does, what, who, who does it brings to get, who does it bring together. You have two customers in every industry. I say this, we preach it heavily. You have two customers. You have your internal customer, your employees, and then you have your external customer. Your internal customer will be your employees and your vendors, and your external customers are the people that buy and trade your product or, or goods. So with that being said, explain a little bit of what, what Evolution Requires look like and what is it? Let, let, me, let me tell you about Evolution Required first. Please. Have you seen, I'm sure you have, the movie WALL-E? Sure, yeah. You've seen WALL-E. Okay, yeah. so there's this uh, spaceship. So all the people, they corrupted the planet they were living on. So you couldn't even live on it. So they built a spaceship and they took off. Well, WALL-E was a robot. Oh, yeah. Wally yeah. found his way, remember? It's a Disney movie. He yeah. gets his way back to the robot. Yeah. So there's all these big 300 pound people on their little carts, <laughs> right? I remember. With their TVs, mm -hmm. iPads, phones, whatever you want to call them, but they can't even walk and they're going around. Art, so life entertains art. <laughs> when you think of that and you look around today of everybody on their phones, all the people that are on their carts, and the, I mean, there's so many people that are, are just overweight and they're in carts. I mean, they're driving around cars because they can't walk anymore, right? Yeah. So our, uh, our, our human race is, go is going the wrong direction. It is fed by money and government and bad food and chemicals. bad decisions yeah. and chemicals. And they want to feed you more, more um, medicines because that's how they all make money. So that's, that's kind of the, the evolution required part. Like, we need to make a change, right? This planet needs to make a change. Then when you take the word evolution, and I kind of took an interest in um, Navy SEALs books. I've never mm -hmm. been in the military, but it always fascinated me, right? right. So I read a bunch we'll of the books, and, and I learned what an evolution into the military is. And it's something that you keep doing repetitively over and over and over again until you master it. Unlike a goal. A right. goal will get you there. Right. Or you need all these little and big goals to complete an evolution. Stones, right? But an evolution is changing who you are forever. Completely. Um, muscle memory, all that. Right. You get muscle memory, it becomes a habit. Just like bad habits, you can make good habits, right? So 
I was obviously with smoking and other things. I was just like, you build these habits and you got you to gotta put your energy into somewhere else. And so that kind of led to my fitness change and it kind of led to me thinking about, well, this world's wrong, let's make a change. So I started getting into the industry of my own and I went through a whole, whole uh, personal trainer search. So you join a gym, you meet a personal trainer, that personal trainer, hey, say you should talk to this, or you get in a cycling group and say, hey, this person, well, they'll sell you a program. And so you're reaching all these places and you're, you're, you're grabbing a piece here, you're grabbing a piece there, and oh, hey, my friend's a nutritionist, you should meet her. Oh, great, perfect, I should learn how to eat, right? So <laughs> you like have to train yourself to do all these things and it's not easy and it's all word of mouth. And finding reputable people is just, this is my buddy, so try this. May or may not be a fit, right? You just don't even know. That's right. Right? So you have to try that. And it, it for me, it took a number of years to put all the pieces together. And I was thinking, man, I wish there was just one place I could just go and have all this information where I can choose from. Right. So I look on the internet, and there's nothing. There's everybody selling you a program, but they're not selling you a package, or they're not selling you a local trainer, because maybe I need help. Maybe I don't know how to do that lift right. or whatever. So, um, yeah, you can join gyms or CrossFit, did that, right? But then I found my personal trainers, went from CrossFit to powerlifting, and now I do everything in my garage. I finally learned everything myself. It took me a long time, but I still retain a personal trainer, nutritionist on and off and this mm -hmm. and that. So what evolution required has become is a place where people, you, can go on there and say, hey, you know, I, I, I want to learn how to lift. I need a trainer. So you're going to go look on there. You're going to put in your general information you're gonna say hey I wanna, I wanna lift I wanna, weights yeah if I, if I don't want to do I can do it virtually or I can actually see somebody or either way yeah, yeah if person. you don't know how to lift weights you want to meet somebody that they can do it in person I mean you have to join that gym wherever yeah. they're at or or make that arrangements with them but then you're gonna have somebody that's been vetted that you know is insured that you know is gonna that's take credentials. care of you. Yeah. He has all the certifications. He's going to take care of you. Same thing with nutritious. Same thing with nutritious. Yes. Um, same thing for what else do you have? It's a. It's like a. It's like an Angie list for workout people, really, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you're going to have all the people that you can reach out to, yeah. where you can buy programs online or in, or not. Or if you just want to find a yoga studio, you're going to be able to look on there for a yoga studio, and you're going to be able to find a rating on that yoga studio in time. It's new. Yeah. It's going to take some time. Yeah. But there'll be a rating on that yoga studio. And it's going to... Reviews, and ratings, reviews. And Yes, exactly. That's awesome, man. I think that's really cool. And he's built, and you're really building this from a grassroots level, so I think it's going the right way. You're doing this right in Miami. Yep. And then you're you're pu pushing it out. And you, I mean, I know who you've brought on, the team that you're building as far as technology, and they're right on point. So I know it's going to be great. What do you think? Okay, because what you said there is like, you, you, here's what you can do out there right now. If you want to work out, you can YouTube, you can Google, and you can find all these people that say they're selling stuff. But there's no really... A lot of it, when I, let me ask if you agree with this, there's, there's a lot of it behind it. It's just a lot of fluff. There's no real meat and potatoes. There's no real continual. No. Is that true, or would you agree with that? Some are, some are not. Yeah, okay. I mean, some Which are, a, they just take your money. It's a crapshoot. And, and they, if you already know what you're doing, if you're already a seasoned athlete or, or been doing lifting weights or cycling or, or whatever, any of that kind of thing, a lot, that you could just pull a random program offline and it'll work for you. And you'll make it work. But you can, I mean, you have to put the time in. You're yeah. just not going to do it. Most people aren't. Yeah. And that's the biggest problem. Most people in this world want to do this, but they're afraid to walk into a gym for the first time. Mm -hmm. CrossFit's a great community. However, it also promotes competitiveness too quick, and then people get hurt. And beat up. And they, te they teach you how to lift real quick, and all of a sudden they put you in an environment where you're competing against the guy next to you. Right? It's an awesome. I love CrossFit. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. But, but it's so easy to hurt yourself. 
right? So you might want that personal trainer first, right? So you can properly spend the time and learn how to do the lifts, then go do CrossFit. But where do you find that person? You can go to the CrossFit gym and use their local guy, but that's just going to be the guy they tell you to use. Right. You don't get to choose that person. That's good. At least this way you can choose who you want. And right now, it's the first of the year, so you're having a ton of people coming in for that, looking for it right now. Uh, and, and here, this is what I really think your program is. Some of these programs are being built for, and we're talking about the physical piece right now, but there's, it, it really goes into more of that. I mean, you really talk about mentally and uh, you know, spiritually, whether it be just meditating or whether it be what you believe in. Uh, those, those things all really are, they go in, they're all, they're all uh, intertwined. For sure. And because we're at the first of the year, it doesn't mean this can do any time. Any time of the year when you hear this, you have to start. The most important thing is that you start. You said something that resonates across anything I've ever done before. When I do sales training, our leadership training, we do our business elite training that has seven areas. And it talks about your brand alignment, which is the marketing piece, and your sales piece. And then it talks about operational, which is, I think most things, operations piece to build procedures. That's what people don't have. They have all these likes and shares and, and uh, hearts on social media platforms. But then they get all those, and how do you turn into money? Well, you have to have a procedure to build your operations piece, to build your to, uh, to build your operational piece, to, so you'll have the products you need to deliver. That's what that's the big miss there. So we go through and do all this training, and then of course we have the accounting and the leadership piece is huge, and the communication and defining the gap. All those seven areas is what we do. But this is what you said that resonated that across anything I've ever done: sales, business training, C level executives are are notorious with it. Working out is the place. This, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go get up and do it. I go out and I give it 100% for two days, get sore, and never go back. The systems, the procedures, it works if you do. That's the key right there. You said that. You said you actually got to do the work, right? Yeah, it's a, you have to make up your mind that you're going you're gonna to do it. And here's where it, this is where Evolution Required, I think, can really step in and help people. It sets them up to be successful. Well, it's basically going to give you the same resources an athlete already has. Yeah, and it gives you that up, that there are, all that knowledge they have in their brain is going to give you a chance to be able to go to educate yourself in one place instead of having to dig it out over and over again, right? Yep. That's good. Exactly. Well, brother, I appreciate you stopping by. I look forward to Evolution, uh, Evolution Required. Check them out on Instagram. You know, Google them. Come to our platforms, whether it be um, Instagram for us. K-E-P-X. Kevin E's always got some good stuff going on over there, right? Right, man. Yep. Yep. Mic off? I did turn my mic off. Yeah, Uh come check us out for sure. Anywhere you consume social media, yeah. Check out K-E-P-X Live. You got a couple of big things coming up too, don't you? I I think we both do. We got a lot of big things in the works. First of the year, we're booked. So I'm excited for it, man. So if you guys need anything at all, please hit us up. Check us out on edgeglobalinc.com. Michael Ray Newman on the Facebook page, Instagram, Snapchat. Man, you old boys like me, you need to get on Snapchat. Follow me because I'll have you Snapchatting like a couple of 14-year-old girls. I'm pretty good at it. (laughs) No matter what you do, guys, go out and be great today. Win. What's important now? Get your win list together. Set your goals. Define the gap. And above everything else, be nice because people won't always remember exactly what you say but they will remember how you made them feel so see ya